Okay, so let's learn together two pieces from the Leiv Eliyahu. They're really connected. It's on page Resh Nun Vav in Chelek Aleph, and then we're going to do tonight in Mitzvah Hashem Kuf Lamed Gimel and Kuf Lamed Dalid. Okay, so in Kuf Lamed Gimel, Rabbi Elia says as follows. There's a Gemara in Shvuas and Daf Lamed. Minayin Ledayin, Shabo Lefanov Bez Baledinim. Let's say you're a judge. A lot of the mitzvahs of the Torah, by the way, are dependent on being a judge. There's a ton of mitzvahs, like especially in Parashas Mishpatim and elsewhere, that uh, is really just, you have to be a judge in order to, uh, to be mekayim certain mitzvahs. But we extend the uh, concept of a judge to everybody. And as we'll see tonight. So if you're a judge and two litigants come before you, Echad lavish smartutin, vechad lavish itztalis basmeyamana. One is wearing shmatis. One is a very poor man, very, uh, you know, torn, uh, worn out clothing. The other one is wearing like a tuxedo, uh, very hush of a beged. So what do you do? It's not really fair. The judge is automatically going to be impressed by the one wearing uh, the fancy clothing and not with the one wearing the, uh, the shmata. So he might, on one hand, tilt the, the judgment in the favor of the person that's more impressive. On the other hand, maybe he's a, a bleeding heart liberal judge, and he's going to dafka, go with the, the, the poor person over the rich person to give it, you know, to, give it, you know, to, to let the rich guy uh, uh, suffer a little bit. And all of that is, of course, not what a dying is supposed to do. A, a courtroom is not a place to, to take out, to nurse uh, grievances against society and, you know, rich people, poor people. A, uh, a, a, a courtroom is a place that you're supposed to just paskin the halacha as it is. It's whatever the Shulchan Aruch says. You're not supposed to favor the rich. You're not supposed to favor the poor. You have to keep it very even, but it's very hard because in front of the judge, he has these two diametrically opposite uh, people. So what do you do? So the halacha is very interesting. Either you wear, like you dress down, or we'll dress him up. But you can't, you can't have such a, a discrepancy in clothing. It has to be, they either both have to be wearing tuxedos, or they both have to be wearing shmatas, and we'll 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 arrange that. We'll we'll be happy to arrange, but they can't have such a uh, such a polar opposite in terms of in terms of clothing. How do you know that? Okay, so how do you know? Because midvar sheker tirchak, you because you're you have to stay away from lies, and so there's something that's going to be not truthful about the din if there is, if this, uh, if this difference, if this vast difference between the way the two are dressed uh, is allowed to remain in the court. The gris is, of course, Rabbi Saul Salanter. He says as follows, He has a very famous rule that every single person is a judge on himself. What does that mean? We're all judges. We're all judges in general. There's a, one of a very good book 
you're interested in, in reading about uh, the concept of being dan lakavschos, which is also, what does it mean? You have to judge people favorably. Now, if you stop and think about what that means, it means that we're all judges, and we are. We're, we don't have to be wearing robes and sit in a courtroom to be a judge. We're, we're judging everybody as we speak. A person judges people, you know, by the way they dress, by uh, what color yarmulke they have, what color shirt they have, what kind, what kind of shoes they have, um, you know, and we look people up and down, not all of us, but many people, and we were very judgmental. We're able to uh, size up a person very quickly, so we're judging people all the time. And then we see things and we judge people on, on the basis of what we see, and we know that uh, it's not always the way it seems life. Life, a lot of times, you know, you think that it's, it's very obvious that what I'm seeing is, is true, and then it turns out that it's quite the opposite, that whatever you thought, you know, was, was not the truth. And so there's a great book that's written on the topic. It's called Courtrooms of the Mind. I think Rebhenach Teller wrote it. It's one of like the early, now there's a lot of other books on the topic, but that was probably one of the first books written. And it gives a lot of these types of being down Lekavschus, case studies, how, uh, you know, you thought, it, you thought you saw one thing, but it was really the opposite. And, but I always loved that title, Courtrooms of the Mind, because that's really, in our mind, there's constantly a court. It's all, the court is always in session, and we're always the judge. And we judge people constantly, and, and we should never judge other people, because we, as you get older in life, you realize that, that you don't know anything about anything. Not you, me, everybody. Nobody knows anything about anybody else, unless you're in the other person's shoes, unless you really know everything about that other person, you can't, you can't really judge them because, like, what right do you have to judge anybody? So, but we are judging. And Rabbi Salanter applies this halacha that we learned just now from Masech HaShvuas to everyday life. Klaimer, There's always a struggle. There's always two litigants in front of us. We're the judge, we're sitting on the bench, and there's a Yetzer Ataiv, and there's a Yetzer and they're both trying to, to win the case. And we have to paskin. Like, who are we, we going to side with? Are we going to side with our Yetzer Are we going to give in to him? And we generally, I think, a lot of times, we do. Sometimes we'll give in to the Yetzer Ataiv. We're judging... You know, who do we like better? Who should we, who should we side with? Who are, who are we going to favor? We're going to favor the Yetzirah Ataiv or favor the Yetzirah? Ukiragil, Hare Yetzirah Lavash Itzalas Basmeyam Mana Bene Adam. The Yetzirah is always wearing a tuxedo. The Yetzirah is always the one. The Yetzirah is always the one that's the most interesting, the most tantalizing, the most. It's geschmack. You want to side with the Yitzhar. You want. You look at the Yitzhar. He looks spiffy. He looks spitz. You know, and 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 so you naturally gravitate to the Yitzhar because yeah, that's what I want. I want to be with that guy. That's that looks like fun. That looks like interesting. That looks exciting. Whatever you want to, whichever way you want to define it. But there's something about the Yitzhar that he's always wearing that sharp tuxedo. The Yetzer Taiv. What's the Yetzer Taiv wearing? Nebuch. The Yetzer Taiv is wearing Smartutin. 
the Etzertayv is always wearing the shmatas. He doesn't look so good. He looks like, ah, you know, he's a nerdy guy, the Etzahar. Like, the Etzertayv. It's like, he wants me to learn, and the Etzahar wants me to watch a movie, which is more tantalizing. Learn the Gemara or a movie. So, Halavai should be the Gemara. Maybe some of you feel Gemara, but like, but generally speaking, it's like the, you know, the Etzahara is like, yeah, that's, that's Geschmack. It's, that's a tuxedo. That's a spiffy outfit, shiny outfit. And the Yetzirah Taib is like, we know he's a good guy, he's Nebuch, you know, he's, but he's not, he's, he's not so good in, in, you know, personal branding, he's not that great with personal branding, he doesn't have such a good, uh, he's not so good with, with marketing himself. With, and so we're, we're much more interested, generally speaking, in running after the Yetzirah. So what do you have to do, says Rishel Salanter? If you have two people in front of you, we just learned the halacha. If you have two people in front of you and they're both vying for your attention, they're both trying to win a din, but one is wearing uh, something really sharp and the other one is wearing something that's really schwach, so what do you do? So you have to make sure to, to even the playing field. You've got to either put a tuxedo on both of them or put shmatis on both of them, but they can't have this, you can't have this big dichotomy between the two of them. So you have a choice. Now, if I'm going to judge who I want to side with, the Yetzirah Taiv, the Yetzirah, so I got to even it out. Either I got to put a nice garment on the Yetzirah Taiv, make him look spitz. How do I do that? That's one option. One option, says Rabbi Salslanter, is you gotta, you gotta build the personal brand of the Eitzar Ataiv. The Eitzar Ataiv is schwach in your eyes right now. The Eitzar Ataiv is not so, like, it's not looking so good. You're not really getting that high thing about davening Mayrav. You're not getting that high thing about learning, thing about, you know, making a Seder over Ben Asmanim, over intercession. It's not doing it for you, so you have to make it do it for you. You can't just say, well, that's the way it is. It's wearing smart tooth. It's not fair. So if you want to be a fair judge in life, and you're always being, you know, tossing back and forth between the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah, you're always vacillating, which one should I be? Which one should I side with? You got, it's, yeah, in order to make it fair, you got to either beef up the Yetzirah which means you got to get used to it, you got to learn muscle, you got to think about it in a Gishmaka way, you have to hear Shirim about it, then make it really, you know, like palatable, like you want to, you want to have a Gishmaka, just like you want to maybe watch a movie really badly, you should also want to really learn Gemara. You should really want to daven. You should want to do chesed. You should want to, right? You have to make, you have to put a tuxedo on the Yetzirah Taiv. That's part of our Vaidah in life, is to try to build ourselves up, to be ma'ir ourselves, to make a Gishmak. It's not fair otherwise. The Yetzirah Taiv needs our help. He needs to, he needs you, he needs a personal dresser. He needs a personal uh, shopper. He needs you to be able to go and, and make it more like, beautiful to do it. There are people that love it. There are people that actually love davening. There are people that love learning. There are people that just can't get enough of it. People that look forward a whole year to Lulav and Esrik, to building a sukkah. Some people just roll their eye, okay, fine, this is what I have to do. I got to do it. What am I going to do? I'm gonna, so I have to go get a Lulav and Esrik. I got to go put up a, a sukkah. And then there are people that like, they live for it. 
they live for it. There, there are people that mamish they get like their heart starts racing, you know, when they think about about doing something that's a that's a mitzvah. So that's one way of being a judge. You have to make it as geshmak to do a mitzvah as it's geshmak to do an avera. You got to even it. It's not fair otherwise. Or says Rebbeisel Salanta, you got to go the opposite. If maybe that's too hard for you to do, I, I'm not excited about doing uh, about doing mitzvahs. Fine. And then put smartutin, put shmatis, um, take that tuxedo off of the etzara and put him in shmatis to match the etzara taiv. How do you do that? Kloimar that you have to try to use certain uh, methods that the Eitzahara is not wearing a tuxedo, the Eitzahara is not looking so good. You see through the Eitzahara. You're able to like say, this is what, this is all Yetzirah, this is what I, you know, what's so great about it? Like, why is that so, why, why, why are people even interested in that? Right? Now, because the truth is, it is a myth. It, the whole, the whole, it is a, it's all a sham anyway, right? The whole, uh, the whole Yetzahara is really, uh, it's just, uh, in, you know, it's, it's really a bluff. It's a big bluff. But, but the world makes us interested, and the world makes us believe that it's, uh, you know, there's something very geschmack about doing this Avera or doing that. But then once you do it, it's like, this is what it's all about. This is, this is what the whole world is going crazy over. And so, so there's two ways of, of dealing with life. We have a struggle. Everyone has a struggle between the Sahara and the Yitzhah type. So Rabbi Eliyapian is saying, B'Shem Rusel Salanter, that you could do it of one, in one of two ways. You have to make it even. If you're a judge and you're judging between the Yitzhah type, make it even. Either you've got to build up the Yitzhah type or you've got to knock down the Yitzhah. You can't just allow things to just go status quo because it's just not fair. You're not, you're not going to be a fair judge. So either you have to you know, build up Yiddishkeit or you've got to knock down the Tanugim of Eilam of Hazen and say, it's not so gishma. What do, you know, it's, not, it's not so great, the Yitzhah. So that's putting a shmata on the Yitzhah or, or you could dress up the Yitzhah. But you've got to do one or the other. To keep your whole life going and think that the Yitzhara is glamorous and the Yitzhara Taiva is Nebuch, that's, that's a terrible injustice to yourself and to the whole system, your whole justice system. And that's what, and, and, and sometimes it's easier to, to like see the Yitzhara for what it is and really like look at it as being like that you're, it's a Nebuch, this whole Yitzhara. Sometimes that's easier for certain people. Sometimes it's, it's easier for people to build up their geschmack and Tyre mitzvahs. But whatever it is, you've got to do something. You don't have a choice. You can't just let it go because it's not fair. I think there's a, a vart from, I think Rav Shalom Shvajan maybe used to say it over by, from his Rebbe, um, um, Rav, uh, Rav Leib Chasman. I think he used to say that, um, like a mushal about a person in a movie theater, and uh, you know everybody's like watching the movie, everybody's like 
into the movie. It's a Geshmaka movie, and, and some guy comes into the room and turns on the lights. And all of a sudden, everyone starts screaming, and like, what do you, what do you turn on the lights for, you know? So, you know, and, and he, the point was that, like, you know, that the Yetzirah only is really able to function. It's only, it's only able to do its magic on us when we're living in a fantasy world, when, the, when, when we turn out the lights and we pretend like that there's some reality, that's when he has a grip on us. But if you turn on the lights and you look at it, you know, in the real world with, with the sun glaring on the Sahara, he evaporates. There is, nothing, there is nothing really to it. A lot of the Sahara is just a figment of our imagination. It's just uh, whatever it is, the taiva is, taivas are taivas, but it's, uh, but it's very empty. The Mesosisham writes about even like the greatest Taivas, right? Taivas Nashim, let's say. The Mesosisham has one line in a Sefer that's like, you know, he says that it's Mamish, it's a, it's a Hanas Rega Echad. Like it's a secondary, the whole, this whole thing that the whole world is going crazy over, it's Mamish, it's a second of Hana. And for what? Like, and that's it. It's a second one on, and for that, you know, terrible consequences, and, and as we all know, on, on every level, for, for a momentary taiva. So the, the whole world is going crazy over it, but it's, it's, a, it's a bluff. It's etzim a bluff. And the same thing is true for all the tanugim of Elam Hazza. There was a, a great Rashiva, his name was Ramendel Kaplan. He used to give great mashalim, and he would say that when I see a brand new car, a, a car is a taiva, Tailam Haza, right? You see a brand new Lambo, you see a brand new, I don't know, a hush of a car, a Schwitz Corvette or something. He says, I know everybody in the world is looking at it, wow, it's, a, it's unbelievable, this car. He says, I look at it 10 years from now in a junkyard with, its, with the tires up in the, facing up in the air. That's how I look at it. In other words, he's putting Smartutin on the Yetzirah. He's basically saying, Look, I know you're you're the Yetzirah. I know you have a job to do, but let's take it easy with you know. Let, let's let's put some let's take the tuxedo off and put regular clothes on the guy, and now you'll see that the Yetzirah doesn't really have that much kayach in the world because it's true. Like Lamaisa, it is true. The car will be someday a piece of garbage. So what are you getting all excited about it today for? If you give anything time, it's like that. If there's any, you know, if the Taivas Nashim, there's a, a woman, she seems to be attractive. And then if you think of in, in, in 15 years from now, in 20 years from now, no one's looking at her. So, like what, so the whole thing is just a bluff. It's just a matter of time. And everything is like that in life. If it's just, it's a momentary thing that you're attracted to, but like after a while, it just, it's, it's worthless. So... That's the smartutin that you could do. Or if you want to keep the Yetzirah, if you don't like that talk, you like to think that there is something to the world, fine. But then you have to at least build up the Yetzirah. You have to give him, put good clothing on him, make, build him up, and try to get into your system that I'm excited about Yantav, I'm excited about Shabbos, I'm excited about learning, I'm excited about davening. Thing to, and, and ask yourself, does it, do you get excited about these things or not? When a Yantav is coming, if, uh, besides for Purim, I think everybody's excited about Purim, but like, if Pesach is coming, are you, do you genuinely get excited about, about Pesach? Is it something that you're looking forward to, to eating the, eating the matzahs and the mar and the dalad kaisis and the mitzvahim and the, and the sipritzis and shayim? Is it something that you look forward to or something? Alright, listen, I gotta do it. What am I gonna do? It's a mitzvah, so I'm doing it. Which, you know, if that's your attitude and if that's our attitude, then, 
you know, we owe it to ourselves. We're going to be living a long life. We have to try to become like those type of people that are really pumped for the things. They get excited about about different experiences of a yantif coming up, and a, that's. But you got to. It's one or the other. You have to either dress up one or or dress down the other. Let's see the. Uh, this is the uh, the sister to that, Koflamadalit. So Rebbe adds to Rabbi Yisrael Salanter's beautiful vart, another gorgeous vart. And he says that, the Gemara says in Brachas, that a person should always be yargiz yetzer teval yetzer. He should always like make a conflict. Always conflict the, um, the yetzer ha'tayv with the yetzer Always like agitate. The yetzer ha'tayv should be agitating the yetzer hara. If you're able to win, if you're able to emerge victorious over the Yitzhara, you fought and you won the Yitzhara, great, mutav, unbelievable. Let's say you're not able to, let's say you keep trying to win the battle, but you keep losing time after time, night after night, you, keep giving, you, you lose to the Yitzhara. So what should you do? The Gemara says, You should sit and learn Tyra. What does that mean? How, does, how do you understand this Chazal? So he explains the Hainushi Yalbish Gamli Yetzer Taiv, it's the Lisbas Mana. What you should do is you should dress up the Yetzer Taiv, Spitz, make it also wearing a fancy bag at worth 100 mana. Shayide Esek Hataira, Yargish Einek Beruchnius Vieda Matav Chalkai. If there's one way of getting, of feeling the spiritual high of, 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 of Ruchnius, it's with Liman Atayra. If sometimes, you know, you're learning with your Chavrusa and you understand something that you didn't understand before and it, it clicks, or you go and, you, you, or your Rebbe gives a beautiful shir, or you hear a great uh, uh, shmuz, a sicha, Dvar Atayra, and it, there, there's like a, a tainag ruchni when it comes to, uh, when it comes to Tyra. Tyra gives you that high if you're, if you're in tune to it. So he says, learning Tyra, that's the way you dress up the Eitzhara type. If there's one thing that's going to get you into, into anything, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be Tyra. And by the way, this is true for Yam Taivim. Like we were saying before, you know, how do you feel about a Yantiv? Some people love Yam Taivim, some people don't love Yam Taivim. It's too much family time. It's too much, you know, there's Cheshpanis. Everybody has their own opinion about Yantiv, especially a three day Yantiv. Uh, Three day yantiv is like the biggest pejorative that you could come up with. It is three day. Is it three? People go into like into 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 cardiac arrest when they hear about a three day yantiv. It's like the worst thing in the world. For some people, it is Gehenim's Three days without a phone. Three days with your family. Three days, you know, not being able to to drive a car. It's difficult for some people. Some people a three day yantiv. It's mamish elam abba for three days. Beautiful. Now, how do you? How do you get there? How do you how are you able to like really love Yantif? Let's say Pesach. How are you able to love Pesach? How am I able to up my game on Pesach to really appreciate it? So Chazal tell us that Naskira Daidecha Miyayin is a Medrashin Shirashirim. It says that by learning the sugyas of Yantif on Yantif, you you get a, a, a really deep appreciation for the Yantif. So if let's say on Yantiv you're sitting in your you know you're sitting at home and you're you're learning Psachim or you're learning Mishnah Bura on Ilchas Pesach or you're you're learning uh, you know a safer 
Pachid Yitzchak on Pesach. Some you're getting into the depths of the depth of the Yantif through Tyra. That's the way you make the Yantif beautiful. You beautify your Yantif by learning the about the Yantif on the Yantif, or by learning Shleishim Yom Kaidem it's another way of doing it. But like the Torah, if there's one way that's going to really be able to, to inject like a, uh, a love for the Yantif, it's learning the laws of the Yantif. It's learning the, the Torah of the Yantif, the Machshav of the Yantif. And now I'm living it. Sukkot, you sit in a Sukkot, you learn about Hilcha Sukkot, you learn the Lamdis of, uh, of a Sukkot, you learn Mesecha Sukkot. There's nothing more beautiful than sitting in a Sukkot, learning about the Yantif itself. That's... That's a way of really raising the bar of your Avas HaMitzvah through Tyra. So that's how we understand this Gemara. If you, you have a struggle between the Yetzirah Tav and the Yetzirah, if you're able to win the Yetzirah, kudos, amazing. But you can't. So what do you do? Learn Tyra. What does it mean, learn Tyra? It means dress up. Dress up whatever you're doing because through Tyra, Tyra is going to be able to, to really polish up, to be the tuxedo on the mitzvah. When I was uh, a bacher in, in, uh, in a certain yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, um, so we had a few roommates and all good guys, but one of them I noticed... Um, like, it was weird, like, we would, you know, he wasn't coming to davening. Me and my, and my friends were going to davening. The fourth roommate, was, he wasn't coming to davening. And then he would, like, you know, we, were, we came back to the room, like, by breakfast for a few minutes, and we went down to the base manager, and, like, he was in bed, and then, like, a minute later, we see him coming and learning in the base manager. It was very odd, like, you know, he didn't daven. It didn't seem like he davened at all. And the whole, the whole day went by, he didn't daven. So my friend and I were concerned about him. And uh, so what we did was, like, he kept his tefillin on top of the locker, you know, in the room. So we put, like, a little cotton ball. Right, you heard this, Theron? Yeah. So I, we put a cotton ball on top of the tefillin bag. I was always a meshkiach, apparently. And uh, I wanted to see, like, how long that cotton ball would sit on the tefillin bag. And it was there for a day, and then two days, and a week, and three weeks. And uh, he wasn't wearing tefillin. And you know, and this was before like the tkufa of kids at risk. Like this is this is, he was like way out of his time. So um, you know, we didn't know uh, like what to do. Like what? How do you? How do you? Uh, how do you? Uh, what do you do? Like you can't go over to a, a yeshiva bacher and say you, you know you're you haven't been wearing tefillin for three weeks. Like you know, so what do you do? So we didn't know. So we went to one of the rabbeim. and he said a very pashtetsa. Like you know, it was like so brilliant in its simplicity. He says, "Go over to him and ask him if you want to learn. If he wants to learn with you, he'll just fill in the mission bureau." So, all right. So I did that. My I didn't do it. My my roommate went over to him and and he said, "Okay, fine." And they started learning hilchas tefillin. And of course, he started putting on tefillin. If you're learning hilchas tefillin, you're not going to not wear tefillin. Tyra is is the way to really, you know, Tyra is like the. Uh, the steroids of mitzvahs. Stop doing mitzvahs without any, without any tam. It's hard. You know, you do a lulav and asr, you don't know what it's all about. Hanukkah, you don't know what it's all about. You're lighting a menorah, you're just, it's all mitzvahs hanash you're, you're just lighting it like an amar. It's, it's not, it's, there's no tam to it. So of course, you're not going to want to do it. If you're not, if you're not interested in, in doing something or you don't understand what you're doing, so you're, you're not going to be so 
It's going to be smartuth, and it's always going to be shmatas. How do you put a tuxedo on a mitzvah? You learn about the mitzvah. If you become like the world's biggest expert in tefillah, or in tefillin, or in tzitzis, or in, uh, in lulav and esri, and you, you mamish mastered it, you're going to be looking forward to it because it's interesting to you. It becomes a fascination to you. You're like, you want to know as much as you can about this mitzvah, and you learned about it, and you know, so it should be really, it should be an amazing experience if you really are into it. If you're into davening, which means that you learn about davening, you learn the halachas of davening, you learn about, you know what you're saying when you're davening, and you know what your kavanah should be, and you know what, how to not be distracted, and then davening is an experience. If you're davening and it's a shvacha dav, you don't know anything about it, you don't understand davening, you don't understand why you're doing it, it's just, you, you know, it's just the minig that you're doing, you're davening, so it's not a pella that people aren't like running to davening in the morning, because like, for what? I'll do it in my room for three minutes and, and come to the base matters because it's not meaningful. The, the way that you dress up a mitzvah is by learning about the mitzvah. The Asak Hatira is really the, it's the greatest way of really putting a tuxedo on a mitzvah. The Kriyashma, you could say, the Gemara says there, it's to say Kriyashma. That's the ability, Kriyashma is, is the Amuna element of it. Let's say that's not doing it either. What do you do then? If I'm not going to, if the learning is not helping, and sometimes that happens, the Gemara continues that the way you should ultimately do it is you should remind him of the day of death. What does that mean? Take off, strip the Yitzhara from of his fancy baggage. And put on him shmatis. How do you do that? If you remember that this is not going to last forever, there will be a day of reckoning, and, and then the Hanois are nothing, and it's not, it's, not, it's not going to last. This whole thing is a bluff. Where am I going? What's the gaiva about? What's the gaiva? The gaiva. You know, when you're young, it's easy to be miskat, but like if you're able to be yasker yamamavis, that there is that it's it's all that's that's the that's the the stripping of the eight Sahara's clothing and showing that that it's a bluff. The whole world, this it's all you got seventy years in this world, maybe, and you know, and 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 then there's going to be an, uh, an you have to answer to the rabbi Shalom and. You know, and even the 70 years, most of the 70 years are not geschmack. And it's, so the whole world is not, it's not worth it. Just cheshpendik, it doesn't make sense what we're doing, that we're busy spending time running after the taivas of Elam Hazah when the taivas themselves aren't really such, they're not a long taiva, it's a secondary taiva. And, and we're going to have to pay a price for that taiva, and it's not worth it. And, and, and the real geschmack in the world is really the, the spiritual, uh, high that a person gets when he's learning Tyra, when he's doing the right thing, when he feels good about himself. That's, you know, that's something that, uh, that that's something, that's the Yazkileya Mamisa. You either have to, Eisek HaTayr builds up the Yetzir HaTayv, but the Eim HaMavis, the, the puncturing of the balloon, the shattering of the myth of the Yetzir is the dressing down of the Yetzir and we have to do one or the other. And, uh, you know, there were different schools of thought in, in, in Europe about different ways of dealing with life and how to look at things. There was a, a famous debate. There was like a long, 
long-standing rivalry between two major yeshivas in Europe. One was called Slabotka, and one was called Navardik. And they were both great Musser centers in Europe. Slabotka was just one base medrash. Navardik was like, I don't know, 75, like a network all throughout Russia. 75, like, big yeshivas started by the altar in Navardik. And their hashkafas were diametrically opposite one another. Slabotko believed through the altar's hashkafa in godless Adam. You have to build up man. You have to make sure that man uh, is great. You have to feel good about yourself. You have to pump yourself up. You have to pump your talmidim up, make them feel like they're, they're superstars, they're kings of the world, and you know, they want to just do mitzvahs and taira because they are so great. Navardik was like breaking man, like you're nothing, you're, you're a piece of garbage, you're like dirt, you have no, there's nothing to you, you're like, you know, complete, it's spotless, complete bittle of what a person is. So one is like building up man, and one of them is knocking down man. And it's not for us to be machria to decide which was right, which was wrong, because, you know, there were great people that came out of Navardik, the stipler came out of Navardik, um, the Rav Yafin came out of Navardik, it was Rosh Hashiva Navardik, um, the altar from Navardik was obviously from Navardik, um, and then there was uh, Rabbi Yaakov Galinsky was Navardik, there, there were plenty of Navardik, great, great Navardik people, this is not in any way, but if you look at who came out of Slabatka, Slabatka, all the major Rosh Hashivas throughout Eretz Yisrael, Europe, America, came from from that little one-based matters in Slabotka, Rav Aaron Kotler, Rav Shach, Rav Ruderman, Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, Rav David Leibowitz, Rav, uh, Rav, Rav Huttner, um, and many, Rav Amalia Kaplan. Um, the list goes on. It's a, it's a list that's like unbelievable. It's like an unbelievable list, one after another after another. All the mirrors came out of the Finkels, you know, the Alta's son, the Alta's guy. They were all from this one little base matters in Slabotka, came out tired of that spread throughout the whole world. And I think it's sort of like what, you know, the, this, this difference is sort of like what we're saying. Like you could either build up or you could push down. It's like a seesaw. I could, I could choose to push down the Yetzirah or I could build up the Yetzirah Taiv. I could say the Yetzirah Taiv is unbelievable. Adam is great. You have a mission to do and you have to make sure every Shabbos, every Yanta, every Davening, every Seder is like, is, is unbelievable. Pump yourself up because you're great. Or you could say, you know, this whole life is, is horrible, it's, it's black, it's dark, it's miserable, you know, the Sahara don't, what, what are you even worried about the Sahara for, it's all bluff, it's all, you know, that's, that's another way of looking at it, and both of them have, have you know, have validity, both of them obviously are, are, are a shita in, in and of themselves, I think Americans you know, and maybe this whole generation gravitates obviously more to Slabatku. We like to be built up. We don't want to be pushed down. It doesn't work to make us depressed and make us feel lowly. It's not, nobody wants that anymore. Maybe they used to, but not anymore. So I think probably it's, it's, it's healthier. You could do both, but if you're going to do one thing, it's try, let's try to, you know, through Limana Taira to try to like get ourselves into, into doing the mitzvahs properly and loving the mitzvah of film, appreciating the mitzvah of tzitzis, and Shabbos, and Yantiv, and trying to make it, because it's important. We're going through a whole long life, and we're going to have families in mitzvah, and we're going to have children, 
We're going to have wives. We're going to have, you know, families. We're going to want to, like, make a geschmack yantiv. Make, make Shabbos, make, like, all the mitzvahs. Like, make it like, like candy. Like, you want it. This is something you want. And so I guess building up the eights for us, I think I would advise, you know, maybe it's not going to help so much to break the, the, break the Yetzar and to put Shmatis on him. It may or may not work, but building up Tyra, building up mitzvahs in our own minds and in, in, in the Chaburah's mind, I think that would be something that would, be, uh, that would work. And Mitzvah Shema will be able to at least level the playing field so we have a fighting chance of being Menatzeach over the Yetzar.